So be sure when you step, step with care and great tact. And remember that life's a great balancing act. And will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three quarters percent guaranteed. Kid, you'll move mountains. This quote is from Dr. Seuss's, Oh, the places you'll go. Welcome to Know Your Fundamentals. My name is Kelly Berthold, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker that created this accessible and attainable podcast series to provide the what, why, and how fundamentals of mental wellness. It is first recommended that you listen to episodes in order and then return back to episodes in any order to refresh, practice, and gain deeper insight to support your empowerment. As a reminder, this first season is dedicated to what I believe are the need-to-know foundations of mental wellness and will be labeled as The Fundamentals. Disrupting mental health stigma while keeping the ethics, this podcast is for educational purposes only and in no way clinical advice. Check out our website, mindcastmedia.com, for additional content, resources, and more after this episode. Starting off episodes with a quote because I think it's important to take a moment to acknowledge that what we're covering is human and aren't things that have only been contemplated or considered by scientists, therapists, or modern innovation, not even social trends of the past 20 years. I'm now at an age where I compare everything to 20 years ago, and that number doesn't have any other significance. What is significant is that what we'll be covering in the fundamentals has been contemplated by humans for thousands of years. It's just that more recently, we actually have some evidence and guidance to put those theories into practice and have proof that they do actually help people. It may sound like poetic, Seussian nonsense at times, but there's science to back it up. In fact, lots of it and more every day. Our bodies do a lot of things that we're still exploring to understand, but luckily for us at this point in history, some facts and details can be communicated pretty clearly to help us get the gist of the way we tick. Now, living in the world we do today, lack of information isn't the problem. It's the trying to sort through it all to figure out where to start and where to go that can not only be confusing, but exhausting. Fortunately, we don't need to know everything to function or even function well. But undeniably, knowledge is power, and some specific information combined with our own lived experiences can make a huge difference on the quality of our lives. So, information plus experience equals knowledge, and knowledge equals empowerment. It's nice to feel empowered. We feel more capable of doing things that matter to us. The more we know and understand about ourselves, the more we can let go of all the trivial junk that's out of our control or not useful. And then we can focus more on what will help us live more of the lives we want. Information alone, though, can equal empowerment because it requires a practice within ourselves and our own experiences. That information needs to be integrated into our lives. It's not enough to know one plus one equals two, but to be able to apply it. That's the difference between reciting a definition and having a skill. 
Everything we're doing moving forward is about learning information and integrating it, adapting it, and practicing it in our own lives. This isn't about how it's going to impact Joe Schmo down the street. Unless your name is Joe Schmo, then yes, Joe, this does also apply to you. It may feel a little squirmy trying to intentionally think about how this information does apply to you, but let's take a moment. In your mind, introduce yourself to yourself. Take a breath. Imagine yourself looking yourself in the eyes. If that's too uncomfortable, just take a quick look and acknowledge yourself. Hey, how's it going? Give yourself a little wink now. Feeling a little bashful? It sounds silly, but it's normal to feel a little or a lot uncomfortable with doing what you're not used to, including using your imagination to look at yourself. We're already getting a little vulnerable here. That's great. So let's get into it. After getting a little equipped with our window of tolerance tool, we're now coming to our first stop on this quest to strengthen our foundation of wellness knowledge and empowerment. And a perspective of balance is in order. Hence the Dr. Seuss quote. We don't function too well when we're pushed to extremes on either end of the spectrum. I bet you knew that already. Although many of us would also raise our hands in agreement that sometimes the balance we strive for isn't so clear cut. The lines get a little murky and blurred and we can't quite put our finger on what's amiss. We may get caught up in the complexity of it all. But when in doubt, bringing it back down to the basics can help us clear the fog. That's easier said than done, you say? Totally. But there's some information, practices, and skills that'll make it easier. We're here to cut to the chase after all, giving you tried and true means to work smarter and not harder. In the first part of this episode, we'll be starting to get familiar with the what and why of balance. This will include some key words and definitions that are useful in shifting perspectives which it can help us shift our minds. In the second part of the episode, I'll lead you through a practice that will add on to what you've learned in the window of tolerance episode to continue to flex our innate ability to be aware and exercise choice and where we want to direct our attention, as well as providing some recommendations on a living life exercise to try between episodes. So part two is the how. Balance is something that we'll be talking at length about and will be a companion of every Fundamentals episode, including this episode, number two. To help us navigate through this fog and increase the likelihood of making balance a reality, we need to bring it down to the basics of the basics, words. Words that help us practice, experience, and find balance. When I say practices, I mean that you're putting in the work the actual behavior of learning information that I'm sharing with you, and you're behaving by putting that information into an experience so you can understand it for yourself. We do that to build the knowledge. That is all that is required for practice. Practicing doesn't require that you believe it's going to work. Practicing doesn't require motivation. It doesn't require that you like to practice. It doesn't require that you have to feel like you want it now. It doesn't require a best time. It doesn't even require hope. 
all that is required is that the door is slightly ajar and open to the opportunity of that information and attempting to use any accessible minute tiny fragment of energy to roll in the direction to experience that information for yourself. Fake it until you make it. Keep it simple. The simile I'll use here about finding something within yourself to push us to practice something we want but it's difficult to do is think of you being like a tree and practice being like a breeze. The breeze within ourselves needs to blow just enough to make that tree fall in the direction it wouldn't otherwise be natural to fall in. We just need a little bit of energy to move in the path less traveled. Okay. What actually comes to my mind when I think about this is Chris Farley falling on a table in the movie Tommy Boy. Now, that's less poetic, but it really highlights the momentum I'm talking about. He doesn't seem like he overthinks it at all. He just goes for it, leans into it, full on, cue, Farley falls, boom. When I use the word skill, it doesn't necessarily mean you don't already know or don't already do whatever that skill is but you are absolutely going to attempt to apply it in a way that feels and becomes effective. Per the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a skill is the ability to use one's knowledge effectively and readily in execution or performance. I'm going to expand on this definition further for the purpose of this podcast to link it to what you've already done in the window of tolerance episode. It is a purposeful, intentional, proactive behavior that you're choosing to do. Some skills are also innate. You have a natural ability to do them. Those natural abilities can be additionally enhanced through intentional and purposeful practice. I have an innate ability to run. It doesn't mean that I'm going to qualify for the Olympics just because I want to try out one day without any practice. The more you do practice anything, though, the better you get. Starting in episode one, you're already practicing skills of awareness, acceptance, and choice. Each one of those on their own is a skill. You have practiced those skillful mental behaviors already in your own life in different ways, including right now listening to this podcast. Unless you were not paying attention just then, then hello, come back to the podcast and audio now. Feel free to rewind a bit if that's still the word people use to mean go back and reverse the video or audio. Cool. Okay. So you're aware of what I'm saying right now. You have accepted the reality. You got distracted. It happened. Let it go. And now you're choosing to listen to me again. Great practice. I promise I'm not being condescending. I'm from the East Coast, so we tend to be a little sarcastic. Thanks. We can do skillful behaviors automatically and we can do them proactively. I can brush my teeth and have my mind be somewhere else. That's more of an automatic proactive skill. It's a healthy skill that I don't really need to think about. A proactive proactive or a mindful proactive behavior means you're aware and attentive to what you're doing and are doing it purposefully with an effective intentionality. Acknowledging or labeling a practice or skill may feel additionally proactive, deliberate, and intentional when you choose to behave on them. You're making a choice, a deliberate choice to do it. That intentionality and awareness can strengthen them more quickly 
especially if they're being accessed more consistently and the benefits can be found to be more impactful in a shorter period of time. Awareness increases insight. Insight increases the possibility of more proactive choices. The more you do anything consistently and repetitively, the better you get. So I will, through practice, get better at mindful, proactive behaviors. We'll get into the science of all those things in future episodes. So I can turn brushing my teeth into a mindful, proactive behavior by telling myself that I'm going to intentionally focus on the sensations of brushing my teeth while I'm doing that behavior. Noticing sensations of brushing my front teeth, my bottom teeth, sensations of my gums. Oh, bleep. I need to do the dishes tonight. Oh, oh, hey, my mind isn't on my teeth anymore. That's okay. Brush sensations again. That's an example of how we can turn ordinary activities that are already good for us into moments of intentional, mindful, proactive activities that over time can strengthen our minds no matter what we're doing. You see, it's not about the brushing the teeth. It's about the practice of noticing where your mind is, recognizing it isn't where you intentionally wanted it to be, non-judgmentally being aware of that, just accepting it as it is, and then directing your attention back to where you want it to be. You can practice that anytime, anywhere. It may have felt like the three-minute breathing space practice of the window of tolerance episode was just about noticing the anarchy of your thoughts, emotions, physical sensations, and your breath. But the actual mind muscles you were flexing were, one, bringing your mind to be fully present and aware. Two, noticing what was actually happening in a moment and accepting the reality of whatever existed in that space. And three, and choosing where you want to direct your attention and your mind next. When we learn to do those steps, not only as we are quietly breathing or looking inward, but can do that in our own lives as we're going about our days, we can see that there's a possibility of living less reactively, less on autopilot, and can balance the scale a little bit more in favor of a proactive life. We'll come back to what that means to be proactive in episode three. But to wrap up this episode, we're going to focus on words that fortunately don't need too much additional defining and that can help us shift from extremes to balance. Listener, meet and also. And also, meet listener. Yes, I know you know each other already, but we're going to get to know each other a little bit differently. Forge a new relationship, if you will. I promise I'm not being condescending. I promise. In dialectical behavioral therapy, the model supports and also instead of but or thinking. I've interjected with many a and in many therapy sessions, as my clients I'm sure would also attest. You'll hear me really exaggerate that three-letter word often throughout this series. Please feel free to kindly emphasize it as well in your own mind as you practice. Again, kindly. But I wouldn't recommend snarkily incorporating into your relationships. It will not go well. Using words like and also has a pretty profound impact on our thinking beyond changing a statement or a sentence structure. The mind shifts. It becomes more malleable, more curious, flexible, and open to ideas and perspectives. 
We want to attempt to bring these words with us every step of this podcast journey, and I believe they will also serve you well beyond. Next, we're going to settle into episode two's practice of mindful breathing and flexing our awareness, acceptance, and choice skills. Check back on the website for other content, including extended practices and other guided practices, as well as resources. So now heading into part two, the how of this episode, we'll briefly reflect on some notes before the practice. If at any time, any aspect of the experience feels too uncomfortable or overwhelming, please respect your WOT or window of tolerance. If your eyes are closed, open them and consider a positive proactive activity that can support returning to your window or using the episode one window of tolerance grounding exercises podcast recording for some ideas or purposeful practice. Distraction and the mind wandering is inevitable and natural. The practice isn't attempting necessarily to sustain attention, but is actually the practice of noticing where your mind is being with it and existing with it as it is right now, and then choosing where you want to be in the next moment over and over and over again. If you're present for half of a moment before you get distracted, that's okay. If you're recognizing you've been distracted for several minutes, that's okay. Just notice where your mind is in that moment, accept it, and direct your attention again back to where you would like it to be. So now settling into episode two practice, mindful breathing, awareness, acceptance, and choice. This is an adaptation of a meditation from Center for Mindfulness Studies. Again, they have a free app with meditations available for practices like this and more. Take a moment to get into a comfortable posture where you feel awake and alert. Now that we've gone our feet wet, so to speak, I'll now be adding a little bit more instruction than in the initial episode. If you're able and it doesn't cause pain, have your hands open, both feet planted on the ground, hips slightly raised where you're a little bit higher than your knees, almost like you're sitting on the edge of your chair. These additional elements can help us maintain an alert and comfortable posture. But again, please meet your body and your needs. Although these are general guidelines, Always do what feels comfortable and safe for you and your body. You're the expert on you. Do what works for you. You can choose to close the eyes or to keep them open, whatever feels the most comfortable for you. If your eyes are closed, attempt to have your facial muscles relaxed. Starting with your forehead, your eyes, your jaw. If your eyes are open and you're not doing any other activity that requires your visual attention, attempt to relax your gaze where your eyelids are relaxed and you're looking downward past your nose. Attempt to find a single point of focus and blink and adjust as needed to maintain your comfort and attention. For those who are watching with video, I'll demonstrate for a moment. Bringing awareness first to noticing and relaxing the forehead, the eyes, the mouth, the jaw, shoulders, arms, 
hands, hips, legs, and feet. Whether you're sitting or lying down, feel your body connected with the stable surface that you're resting on. Relaxing your abdominal muscles. Bring your attention and noticing the air coming in through your nose. The sensations of air going down your throat. Filling your lungs with a relaxed in-breath. And then following the air back out through your nose again on the out-breath. Choose to focus your attention on a specific space of your breath. It could be counting your inhale in and your exhale out if it feels too challenging to focus on a sensation like the stomach, the chest, the throat, or the nostrils. If you are choosing a sensation, focusing on the air coming in through your nostrils, for example, how the air feels coming in and then back out again. Whatever you choose, try to maintain that focus for the entirety of this practice. Breathing naturally and relaxed. Some people may notice that focusing on your breath in this way brings comfort. Others may feel discomfort. Whatever you're noticing or feeling, if it's comfortable or uncomfortable, attempt to explore it just as it is that you're already existing and have already existed with it. If it feels intolerable, trust yourself to navigate the difference between uncomfortable and intolerable and see if guiding your attention to your open palms, feet, your forehead, or slightly lifting your mouth to a soft smile and focusing there. When you notice that your mind is no longer on your breath, once you're aware of it, accept that thought happened, that emotion happened, that physical sensation happened, and say to yourself, I can exist with this too. And then kindly, gently, Choose to bring your attention back to the original focus of your breath again or body part. When you're aware your mind is away from your breath, practice saying in your mind, and this too. Then kindly, gently direct your attention back again to your breath. And do this for a few moments now. Whatever arises is human, 
Any comfort or discomfort is human. I can exist with this too. I already am. Bringing your attention back to the present, opening your eyes if they were closed, and see if you can bring this expanded awareness now to the next moments of your life. The, and this too, was something that I learned from the mindfulness-based stress reduction class I took through the University of Massachusetts back in 2017. I can exist with this too. I already am. Whatever happens within me, it's a part of the entire experience. Whatever the thought, that thought existed, and I can, and I am, existing with this too. The feeling arose, I did feel it, and I can exist with this too. Or physical sensation, I felt it, it happened, and I don't have to fight it, I don't have to struggle with it, and this too can exist with me. And in fact, it already is. These practices are not a place to go. They are not a destination. They are a place to be. In being with whatever exists, we can spend time and energy doing more of what works and focusing less on the fight, struggle, or oversaturation of what doesn't. We'll continue to learn one episode at a time more in-depth understanding of in this too. For now, getting into our reflections of this practice, what did you notice in your body? Did you notice any thoughts populate? Did you notice any emotions? If any emotions or physical sensations arose or thoughts were you able to label them or name what they were? Are you able to label them now if you weren't at the moment that you were experiencing them? Is what arose permanent or impermanent? How may this way of attending be helpful or useful to you? There's no right or wrong here. And like I've said, if this is very new for you, it's normal if you feel uncertain or have a lot of judgments or questions popping up. I encourage you that if you have the ability, keep a log or journal of these experiences to reflect back on. The practice is noticing and being with whatever is there, seeing it, accepting it, and choosing where you want to be in the next moment, nothing more. And trying to be able to be with yourself and whatever you notice, whether comfortable or uncomfortable, with a curiosity. We'll talk about these concepts I'm describing in more detail again in future episodes. You can continue to the next episode or maybe give yourself a few days to explore this a little bit more before you do. Whatever you choose to do is okay. So now getting into our living life practice for this episode. As you're living life as well, 
in your day-to-day, doing your daily activities, whether you're alone or with others, before you go to sleep or as you wake up in the morning, practice a moment of awareness of whatever you're experiencing. Maybe say to yourself, and this too. Leaning towards accepting whatever is right there in your mind, brain, and body and environment as it exists in that moment. And make a deliberate choice of what you want to do next and try then to behave on it. Like the practice last episode where I made a recommendation for even setting alarms to take a moment to check in, you can continue to do that as well with this practice too. You can even set multiple alarms if that works best for you. That's it for today's episode. To sum it up, we covered some introduction to balance and keywords and definitions to help us shift a bit out of some of our autopilot perspectives. In our practice today, we dabbled in some intentional awareness and choice with a special emphasis on acceptance. That is, acknowledging and existing with moments that were either purposeful or unintentional spaces of the mind or body. Whatever the case, those moments nevertheless exist. And then nonchalantly, gently, bringing ourselves back to where we choose our attention to be. I hope this podcast serves you well. And if you have the means to support, please visit mindcastmedia.com to see ways that you can be able to support the podcast and media content that can continue to spread foundational wellness information across communities nationally and internationally. On mindcastmedia.com, you can connect with us with any other questions, comments, donations, merchandise, resources, premium content, and more. Be a part of the Mindcast mission so we can focus more on what matters, the access of fundamental information to everyone. Your financial support can help Know Your Fundamentals become bigger and better. Podcasts is one medium, but let's try to get this to as many people as we can possibly reach. See our show notes for info, citations, and resources. You can follow us at Know Your Fundamentals on Facebook, Threads, TikTok, and Instagram, KY Fundamentals on X, and Know Your Fundamentals podcast on YouTube. Our Spotify Know Your Fundamentals playlist with over 15 hours of positive, upbeat songs across eras can also be found on the mindcastmedia.com website. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And YouTube and Spotify platforms have audio, video with subtitles available. And don't forget, you are awesome just the way you are. I hope to see you again soon.